Jared Allen, though, kind enough to join us now on a very, I would hope, I would think, emotional day for him. Just moments ago, we saw him down near the field, actually in the, uh, the first row of the bleachers, chatting with various Minnesota Vikings players, and then the official announcement made. He's a 2022 inductee, or will be, in the Vikings Ring of Honor. Jared, it's a pleasure to chat with you, man. It's been too long, and let me just start with a hearty congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, what a, guys, uh, uh, how'd this feel? Oh, it feels great. I had no clue. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for surprises. I'm just glad I didn't cry in front of everybody, you know? <laughs> the only the other kid I get a little more sentimental. So why were, so why were you in town? Uh, you know what? I'm here for the uh, uh, Salvation Army event for the Rappel Down in the Omni Hotel. Do oh, a meet and greet out there. And, um, and then, uh, what do you Down for the challenge for the Salvation Army. That's and, um, and then, you know, they asked me to come talk to the team. So, you know, they were sweating if I gave a good enough speech, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I threw my, uh, my ring of honor up there. And uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty special. So you, they, they blindsided you. Oh, absolutely. And I started, like, checking to see if my wife and kids were walking out. And my wife texted because she knew about it, too. And so... Yeah, everybody, uh, they got they got me. It was awesome. It was a great experience. It's so cool just to be able to to, to get and be around, you know, Mark and Ziggy and, and especially so many guys I know from the front office still. Only a, they only know a couple players on the on the team still, but uh, sure. it, it was it's an, an amazing honor to be able to uh, to represent the Vikings now for uh, for eternity. That's the beauty of it. It's, <laughs> it's tremendous. Uh, what well, at least for eternity on the stadium, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what was your uh, message to the team? Well, you know, just, um, just kind of a bunch of things I've learned along the way. You know, just about, you know, how, how to how to how to prepare. You know, right? the process of preparing. Um, you know, understanding understanding roles and, and commitment levels and that kind of stuff. You know, just the generic stuff with a flair. You know, if you, I can still remember, it's hard to believe it's been this long ago. Uh, to what two thousand eight, uh, when you end up being traded here, and what what. I really intrigues me about it when I look back on it is the team gave up a lot and they knew exactly what they needed. They thought they identified that you were the guy who could give it, but it doesn't always work out, you know, the way it does on paper. And that to me is a, I guess a, an example of a trade that did exactly what the team making the deal to get you um, needed and, and, and wanted. How do you, when you look back on it, what was that time like for you? Oh, I mean, I think, we'll be honest, it's scary, right? It's exciting. It's scary. It's uh, it's a total, it's, you know, nerve-wracking, so to speak. Uh, you know, I, I remember I, you could probably tell you guys when I came here, but you know, when I got drafted, it was kind of the same thing. You know, you, you had this lifelong goal that I wanted to achieve, and, you know, then it, it, it's scary in the sense that now you, when you achieve it, what's next, Right. Sure. So you have to reset your goals. And so I was able to do that when I was drafted and go to Kansas City. I had a great four years there. Obviously, uh, you know, things didn't work out to stay there and being traded here. And then to get rewarded with the contract and knowing what they gave up, you know, for me, it was I, I always remember it was just in my makeup that I was going to come through on my end, right? But you're sitting in a position where you have to explain to somebody why they should make you the highest paid defensive player in the NFL history at the time, why they should give up this many picks, you know, why they should do this. 
and all you have is your word to go off, right? So then you have to go out and you have to go prove it. So, yeah, like I said, it, it's exciting. It's, it's nerve-wracking, but but I know I know what my core makeup is, right? I know who I am. I know um, what motivates me, and it was never the contract. It was never the money. It was never that kind of stuff. I had a genuine love for football and a genuine love for going out and rushing the passer and the physicality that comes with playing the line, right? Um, so that, it, it's a whole ball of emotions. And then, you know, then the weight of the city, like you said, it doesn't always look out that way, so you're constantly trying to – you don't ever want to be the one that, you know, they say, oh, this one, this one. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I can tell you, it's a, it's a weird deal. Um, they should offer counseling for guys in those positions because it would help out a little bit. Sure. Uh, but it's definitely, like I said, it's, it's, I, it's the best way I can describe it. It's a mix of emotions, and it's, it's, it's high, and you're just trying to prevent any of those lows. You know, I can remember my first, I think, four games I was sitting at maybe – and he had one and a half or two sacks after four games. And, you know, people were like, what's going on? Like, the world's ending. And you, you have to battle through them. So, um, but, again, it's, it's, it's one of those things where your, your true competitor comes out. And I think that's what, what drove me even more was, you know, I wanted to always make sure I always outplayed my contracts. And uh, no one ever said, you're, you're the reason why we're, we're losing. Jared Allen is our guest, 2022 inductee, the Vikings Ring of Honor. To the to your point about the 2008 season, you end up with 14 and a half sacks, three passes defended, three forced fumbles, two enforced safeties. You had, as I recall it now, some injuries over the course of that season. You were named first team All Pro. Um, was it a battle physically for you? Uh, take us back to what, because again, the numbers, oh, as, as you set up the every, slow start, were brilliant. Every year, every year is, uh, is a battle physically when you play in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think that year I might have uh, it popped an AC joint, but I have MCL sprains. That's, that's pretty typical. I think that's, that, you know, maybe it was one of my greatest attributes and one of my greatest faults was playing through injury. You know, um, yep. yeah, I, 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 used, I grew up watching the 100 Toughest Men. You know, the NFL's 100 Toughest Men when I was in high school and stuff. And uh, I believe it was uh, Lambert, you know, Youngblood, right? Who said, yes. You know, if, you, if I if I can if I can tape it tape it up, if I can still run, if I can still walk and run, tape it up. Give me some Advil, and we'll deal with it another day. So I, I took that mentality and I took it serious. Um, so you know, I, I wear it as a badge of honor. Not, I mean, it's it's something that few people will know um, because they don't need to know. But it's like, yeah, you know, and a lot of people, it's like some guys do it, some don't. But I took it as a badge of honor to play through many injuries that you know today's you know, world guys have surgery for, you know, get repaired or that kind of stuff. Like I said, smart or dumb, I don't really know, but that was the makeup I had. And uh, so, yeah, it was one of those things where you never use it as a, you never use it as a fault or anything just because that was kind of every year. You're always playing through something. I don't think, we'd always joke and say the very, the only game you're actually healthy for is when you uh, first report to training camp. Well, it's interesting you say that because I think, in talking to coaches and even even players in several sports, they say that that is often the key challenge that faces some players, that the understanding that you ain't ever going to be 100%, and, of course, it, it, it accentuates itself in football, the nature of the game, that that's just a, a percentage that doesn't exist, and it's the degree to which you can almost trick your mind and deal with it and still go out and, and carve out as much of a good performance as you can uh, despite that fact, that's a big part of it, is it not? 
Yeah, it, a huge part. It's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a mental, it's a mental game, right? And um, so I, I did a lot of, you know, I, I did a lot of boxing and, and MMA training throughout my career. And the reason, one reason I loved that that sport, still love it, is it, it, it literally your mind is the only thing holding you back, right? In, in, in individual sports, and especially a physical sport like like you know kickboxing or wrestling or or MMA, whatever whatever that that combat sport is. You literally are as good as you're willing to push yourself. Um, and to me, so I've always, I always that mentality was great. And I grew up with a, with a grandfather who was 23 years in the Marine Corps too, so that probably didn't hurt. Um, but you know, it, to me, it was, it was just a mindset, right? And it was one of those things where, you know, I think I, I always remember my 2012 season. I ended up with you know 12 12 sacks, and people were talking about I had a down year, and then they found out I played the whole season with a torn labrum. And it was like, oh my goodness, how can you do it? But you know, it was never an excuse for me. It was never really. I mean, reality twelve is great, but um, you know, I think the, the perception is people forget that majority of guys are playing through a lot of injuries. Yeah, it's just one of those things. You got you just you just toughen up and you you mentally get through it. You wrap it up, tape it up, do what you got to do, and uh, and push through. But at the same time, you got to know you got to know those thresholds, right? Because if, if you're out there playing injured. Yep. and you're not able to perform, you're not actually helping your team. So for me, it was always a balance where you know, there was no disrespect to anybody else, but I'm like, all right, 80% of me is going to be better of 100% of this guy, then I'm going to go out there and give it a mile. That's a great point. Jared Allen is our guest. You know, another big piece of this thing while you were here, especially at the start, and you remember this because I know you had to answer tough, probably annoying questions about it, was the concern – because of the alcohol issues you'd had earlier, it was the deal of, okay, what if he slips up again? All the, the, all the pieces that the Vikings gave up, uh, what, you know, what, what, what will happen at that point? Will they then not have this great resource, this player who, when he can play, is outstanding? And you dealt with all that. And you obviously overcame it, which is much to your credit. How do you, how do you rem- what do you remember about that aspect of the story as people were asking you about it and, and as it played out when you first got to Minnesota? necessity at the time, right? Because, I mean, that's what the Chiefs put out there, that uh, that risk, that kind of stuff. I, I knew I knew what, you know, issues were at that point. I mean, I'd, I'd already dealt with them for over a year and a half. Uh, I was, you know, in my, and I told everybody I got it, it was a maturity issue, right? You want to see how I live my life, just just, just sure. watch me live. Um, so, but, you know, for me, it, it, I've always taken life, football, whatever it is, everything's a growing process, right? It's, I know it's a cliche statement, right? If you're not if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards, right? Because if you're stagnant, you know, the gap gets bigger between those moving forward and those standing still. Um, so I, I look at that in life. I, I take the same approach to parenting, to, to being a husband, to being a, you know, you're a man of faith, to being a Christian, and, and to, to football, right? It's, it's, you know, when things happen in life, it's the same thing you tell your kids. You know, it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. So, you know, I was young, I was dumb, I, was, <laughs> I made some mistakes. And I went through the proper channels and it got, got the education, got the tools in my toolbox to know what I, you know, what, what my issues were. And, you know, hey, if, if, it's, if, it's, if, it's an, if it's a full-blown, like, issue, you got to deal with it. You know, I went through, you know, talk with counselors and, and do through the league. You know, you go, you go into the program for the league. And, and so I was one of those guys that took advantage of all the resources, you know, and, and understanding that. You know, you can't just be 21, you know, having fun forever. <laughs> you got you to be a responsible part of society. So, yeah, for me, I, it, it wasn't a big deal. I, I just say that because I had already dealt with it in Kansas City. It was, I was on the tail end of it when I got right. here. But I knew it was fair game. It was fair questions. I mean, the media is going to ask them because that's the media's job. 
And my job was to answer them honestly. And my job wasn't to hide from it. My job wasn't to to run from it. My job was to say, okay, you know, I, I can sit here and tell you what you want, but the best proof is in the pudding, right? You know, why? let me prove you that I've matured. Let me prove you that I've grown up. Um, let me prove you that I'm worth this money. Let me prove you that I'm worth these draft picks and come and have a positive impact on the city, come and have a positive impact on the football field. Uh, and, and that's what I tried to do, and I think I accomplished it. When you, when you found out that number four was headed uh, to be a teammate, what do you remember about that, when you found out, how you found out, and, and how you felt at that point? Well, I remember because I looked over and I saw about three or four other all pros we had in the building and pro bowlers and, you know, really great players. All of us with our faces pushed up against the glass at the, uh, at the uh, cafeteria in Winter Park. <laughs> Watching this guy come into the facility, I'm looking like we're a bunch of grown men who are highly successful in our careers, and we are talking over this dude. He is special. That is a special human being right there. Um, that's what I remember about it. I remember being excited. I remember coming in and, and genuinely, and again, I don't say this with disrespect, but Brett bought a, brought a different level of confidence in his locker room. I think we looked at each other and we genuinely knew we had a chance to win the Super Bowl. You know, when I came here, that was my goal, to win a championship, right? Um, you obviously lead championships, NFC championships, Super Bowl championship, right? Or division championships, sorry to start with. Um, we didn't accomplish the last two. We got, you know, and so, you know, in that aspect, you feel like a failure. But, you know, when I got here in 2008, you know, I knew we had an amazing defense. We had an amazing run game, right? And our, our pass game was a little lackluster. And, you know, we, we were able to accomplish some things. And so then you bring circa 2009 in where you have those same pieces and then you bring in a guy who arguably, you know, top three greatest of all times. And and now I mean, the level of confidence goes through the roof. And, that, and that's what I really remember the most was Brett's ability to take good players, great players, and make them even better. And he obviously did that. I mean, you, you, we all know how it ended. It's been a while now. Are you past the point where it still hurts, or is it always going to hurt, given, like you said, how great yeah, that know, season you, was? One thing, about, one thing cool about you know sports and football is fresh, you got to have a short memory, right? But, yeah, it's not going to be a drain on my life, but I do. <laughs> I do, as you're talking about today, you know, I do think if, if we ended up you know, completing the task, beating the Saints and winning the Super Bowl, I arguably think 2009 Vikings goes down as one of the greatest teams in NFL history. Uh, obviously, I say that with some bias, but I just know, you know, I've been on other great teams. I got to go to the Super Bowl in Carolina and, you know, 15. Um, and, you know, I know how great that team was, and, and our, our our 2019 was, was I mean, was, it was amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm over it, but, you know, yeah, I yeah. used to laugh at Joe about it because I was teammates with uh, – with, uh, uh, was it Tory Porter? No, uh, Porter. Uh, sorry, Tracy. Tracy Porter. Tracy. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And um, and with uh, Roman Harper and the guy, couple <laughs> guys from the same. And uh, I always joke about them that they're wearing my ring, but other than that, I'm looking at. By the way, and you probably remember this uh, very well, but I, it's good for me to just sort of remind myself to the 2009 season for you: 14 and a half sacks, a pick four passes defended, five forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, a defensive touchdown, and a safety enforced. Um, that wasn't bad for you either. No, I think it was a good year, yeah. Um, I guess I needed a couple more sacks to get a defensive player of the year now. I think I finished like third that year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, that's you know, you can you know you only do what you got to do. You only do what you can do. Um, no, it was great, but that's what I said. That was Brett's ability. Brett's ability. I'll never forget. We played we played Green Bay on Monday Night Football. Night. <laughs> One of the funnest games I've ever played in. You know, including the Super Bowl because uh, it had that type of feeling to it. He sent me a text, and I don't know if he if he was genuine or if that's just his way of motivating me. But he sent me a text just saying, "Hey, buddy, like I need, I need you tonight. We, we need to beat these dudes, right?" And uh, and whatever it was, I mean, it worked. And so that's what I said. Brett had a way of bringing, you know, even like great greatness out of people. And I tell you what, it was it, it was a fun it was a fun ride. I learned a lot from him. Um, and I, I think mostly I. I they understand what made him so great, right? And you, you try to implement those type of behaviors into your own career. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a it was an awesome experience. Was that the game you had four and a half sacks? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yes. yeah, and a safety. Yeah, it should have yeah. been. They should have been five. We watched them all be like <laughs> seven times. I totally, I totally forced hit him first and forced the fumble. And somehow he got out of sack for that. I'm still on, that's still on the turf, Josh. That's still sticking in your craw. <laughs> I can tell. Jared Allen is our guest. Just a couple more things to wrap up. Re- refresh our memory on what you are in general up to these days. Because as you know, it's it's sort of unfortunate. But, you know, once a player stops playing, it's not like, like I said, your life ends. But everybody kind of tends to move on that's following the team. So what what are what is Jared Allen up to these days? You know what? Honestly, just just hanging with the fam. Really, you know, I'm, I'm doing some curling, trying to make the Olympics as a curler, so that's fun. Um, you know, and you know, get more serious about that. But you know, just got back from our our place out in Tahoe, spending the summer out there on the lake nice. with the kids, and you know, kids got sports. So, you know, it's it, it's life. That's what I'm up to. I'm up to everybody. Everybody's life, right? We all got we all got kids stuff. We all you know, do little things here and there to to kind of. Stay busy. I got my foundation, which is cranking. I got a great team there that you know keeps being able to uh, impact the lives of veterans. And um, so yeah, that's 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 about it. But I try to spend as much time as I can with my family. I know they they have the pleasure or, or displeasure of chasing me around <laughs> <laughs> my career. But now I try to uh, you know I try to I try to give that back. But yeah, other than that, I'm just pretty much as average Joe as you can be. How is your body? You know, it, it, there's so many players. I'll see them, you know, a decade after they play or after. And honestly, it's unbelievable the toll it looks to take. They have difficulty in some cases walking. There's obviously some players have had to deal with mental issues. How how are you physically and mentally? Oh, I'm good. Uh, I don't know if mentally I'm not ever completely stable. <laughs> uh, so and so, uh, no, I, I'm doing great. My, I, I I got out it with with minimal injuries. You know, my last two years were rough because I blew my L5 out twice. Um, but, again, one of those things you, you play through, you play, but, but no, I, I'm, I'm great. My, my, my mind's great. My body, you know, as good as it can be for playing 12 years in the NFL. So, um, I, I'm a blessed one. I'm a fortunate one. And, you know, that's like kind of when you know it's time to retire, too, right? When you start, sure. when you, start you know, not wanting to put in the work it takes to stay healthy and to stay at that, that level, um, you know, you got to get out because, you know, for me, being a viable part of my kids, you know, lives and, and being able to, to you know, go out and create memories and have fun and not just be, uh, you know, immobile was, was a big part of, you know, of what I, what, what I want to do later in life. That's a very important message. I'll leave you with this. During the, uh, before we, you, you called us, 
I was chatting with the producer of the show, Justin Gard, who also uh, contributes mightily in other ways to this program, and he reminded me that um, he was at uh, Lambeau at the age of 27 when you guys knocked, you and Favre, knocked off the uh, the Packers, and the he and his buddies were so motivated by or energized by that performance that in the parking lot, with a bunch of drunken, angry Packers fans right around them, they're all doing calf roping things. And it does speak, it speaks to the connection that you made with these fans, which I think should, for you, has to be part of the, 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 the cool nature of this announcement, 2022 inductee into the Vikings Ring of Honor. Because as you know, Jared, there's, fan, there's some players who are really good, and then there's some players who are really good who also seem to connect more mystically with fans, and you fall into that category. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, for me, I, I always knew, you know, who it was that, that allowed me to do what I did, right? Uh, I always knew without the fans, I didn't have a career. Uh, people aren't showing up and paying their money to watch us play, then obviously, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no market to have professional sports. So I always understood that. I always knew it. I never took myself too seriously. Um, I played a game for a living. You know, if you want to break it down simply, I ran into people for a living. It wasn't that complicated. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, again, and I, I always respected the fact that if people, you know, were going to spend their hard-earned money, and I used to get letters early in my career about, you know, fans that, you know, maybe made 600 bucks a week and were spending 500 bucks a week on their season tickets, you know. You know, maybe not the smartest money plan. But, you know, but what I, what I took from that was, like, you know, these people are, are uber-passionate. This is a huge part of their life. So at the very least, I can go out and make sure they know that I'm giving it my all, right, that I'm having an absolute blast, you know what I mean? So sure. um, so that's kind of – maybe that's how I connected. Again, I just – now I just be, my, be myself. I've always tried to be authentic. I've always tried to be honest with people, you know, shoot them straight. And, um, and I think fans appreciated that. And, again, I know I appreciate the feedback I got from them because it made, it made playing the game so much more fun and made – you know, when, that, when, the, when, the, when the stand's electric, it just it makes the game more exciting. And so, um, so yeah, it was, it's always one of those things. I, again, I didn't go out of my way to, to try to, like, oh, I need to connect. Like, just, just kind of my personality. I don't know, I don't know, how, to, I don't know how to fake it, so it's got to be me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you know, uh, Garzi also reminds me that the shows you did with Moss on KFAN, <laughs> what, for a couple of years – those are never those will recreated. never be recreated. Those the the the, the yeah. nature of those shows. I hope somebody yeah. saved them because there's nothing like it. Yeah, you know, I think uh, that was that was back before you know, all the instas and, and yes. all these TikToks and all that. Yes, crap. so Simpler you know, times. people had to show up, but we got we gave them the goods. There's no there's <laughs> no question about that. No question about it. Well, we're very happy for you, man. It's it's great news. Uh, makes all the sense in the world, and. Um, we, uh, we hope you wish you nothing but the best. Congratulations again. Thanks for giving us the extended time as always. You've always been very good to this show, to me, and, and, and to, the, to this station, as I said. So we, we really appreciate it. We're, we're, we're delighted to catch up, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll chat with you during the season as well. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.